welcome to First Mover, your podcast for the earliest look at every DFS slate. I'm your host, Dario Ofstein, the director of analytics for Player Profiler. We are here to look at the week 18 DFS slate. That's right, folks. We're looking at the last week of the NFL regular season. Everything has led up to this. And of course, I want to start out today's episode by mentioning, you know, we can't talk about football right now without talking about Damar Hamlin. I think just like the rest of you guys, I was absolutely terrified with what happened during yesterday's game and with the news that has continued to unfold. I absolutely wish him the best and I encourage you guys to go check out um, Mike Tomlin's little press conference segment if you guys haven't already. He did a had some very nice words to say about Damar Hamlin and how he had known him since he was like 12 years old because they're both in the Pittsburgh area for pretty much the entirety of Hamlin's life. And he just seems like for, from everything that's come out, just such a wonderful person and player and very committed to his family. And it's been, you know, completely on my mind nonstop. And I, I think I imagine it's the same for almost any football fan right now. And I, I think it feels a little bit strange to be talking DFS as if nothing had happened last night. So I just wanted to put that out there. And I think that this serves as a great reminder to us that these players are also people and we need to, you know, appreciate and respect the lives that they have and obviously wish nothing but the best for Hamlin's health and for his family, for his teammates, for every NFL player right now. Honestly, I'm sure they're going through so much turmoil having witnessed something like that happen on the field. So I, I just think that I encourage you guys to to see and read about what's what's been happening. And, and I, I don't think there's a right thing to do as a fan here, but we just sit and wait and continue hoping for the best. So that's what definitely we're doing here. And, and you know, obviously, like we'll just keep our eyes posted on, on the future, but this is much bigger than the game. So simply continue hoping and praying for the best. But I mean... With that, um, the reason I'm on your screen right now, if you guys are choosing to watch, is to hear me talk about these Week 18 games. And so that's what I'm going to do. We're going to look at this Week 18 DFS slate. It's kind of a doozy. We have 13 games on the DraftKings slate and 14 games on the FanDuel slate. It's a really bizarre scheduling quirk where FanDuel released the salaries before they announced which game was Sunday Night Football and DraftKings was waiting to see which game would be Sunday Night Football. So we didn't get the DraftKings salaries until later. That's why you guys are getting this show on Tuesday instead of Monday. And as a result, there are basically 14 relevant games, but the Packers and Lions game is only playable on DFS on FanDuel. This is pretty weird. I think, I mean, obviously it's the first time anything like this has happened this season. First time in my memory. But with that, let's just go into these games. The Ravens play the Bengals in Cincinnati. That game is the only one with a start time not yet determined, but it'll be either one o'clock or four o'clock Eastern. And that game, the Bengals are favored by seven. The Ravens um, are also are obviously seven point underdogs on the road. And then the over under there is 42 and a half. The Buccaneers play in Atlanta against the Falcons. Falcons are favored by four. Kind of surprising to see that Falcons favored against the Bucs, but the Bucs do have the division locked up, so they don't necessarily have much to play for. They might even be resting starters. The over-under there is 40.5. The Patriots play at the Bills. Bills are 7.5-point favorites, and the over-under there is 42.5. The Vikings play at the Bears. The Bears are four-point underdogs at home. Vikings favored by four, of course, and the over-under there is 46. The Texans play at the Colts. Colts are three-point favorites. 
Over under there is only 38. The Jets play at the Dolphins. Dolphins favored by one, even though they're starting Skylar Thompson, presumably. Tua, another player whose whose health we're, we're dearly hoping for. And then the over-under on that game is 38.5. The Panthers play at the Saints. Saints are favored by 3.5. Both of these teams already eliminated from the playoffs as the Buccaneers have clinched that division. And the over-under there is 41.5 with, as I said, Saints favored by 3.5 at home. The Browns play at the Steelers. Steelers are 2.5-point favorites, over-under of 40.5. Steelers, of course, fighting to make the playoffs still if everything goes right for them. The Chargers play at the Broncos. Chargers, three and a half point road favorites. And the over-under there is 39 and a half. Broncos country only has one more ride left this season. Of course, we, they've been locked, knocked out for quite a while. The Giants play at the Eagles. Eagles are 14 point favorites. Biggest, tied for the biggest um, spread on this slate. Over-under there is 42 and a half. Sounds like the sportsbooks expect Jalen Hurts to make his comeback just based on how wide that margin is. The Cardinals play at the 49ers. 49ers also 14-point favorites. Over-under there is even lower. It's only 40, so not looking good for the Cardinals. Seahawks play at, or sorry, the Seahawks host the Rams. Rams are playing at Seattle, and the over-under there is 41. Seahawks favored by 6.5 at home. The Cowboys play at the Commanders in Washington. The Cowboys are 5.5-point road favorites. Over-under there is 41. And the Lions play at the Packers. This is, of course, the Sunday night game. This one is the, has the Packers favored by four and a half and an over-under of 49 and a half. This one is particularly strange because I think many people saw how it wouldn't make sense for the NFL to move it to Sunday night because of the conflict of interest for the Lions and how might that might downstream affect the Seahawks playoff outcomes. But at the end of the day, the NFL did what they wanted to do they put the Packers on Sunday night football so that's definitely the most appealing game um, for the FanDuel slate because that game is on the main slate at FanDuel however it is not over at DraftKings the rest of these games I mean gosh the, the highest total is 46 between the Vikings and the Bears and then after that everything is below 42 and a half so it's really really grim from that perspective there shouldn't there aren't projected to be a lot of points on this slate, but that also means there's more value if you are able to find the guys in the games which are going to explode. So obviously, like I said, the Lions and the Packers has the highest total only available on FanDuel. Vikings and the Bears is the next highest total. Kind of an interesting game there too because neither defense is particularly good. And then I think in these game environments where you have one offense that's just hugely favored, we're going to be looking to the Eagles in DFS. We're going to be looking to the 49ers. And then I also think that the Ravens against the Bengals has some pretty good appeal in DFS, especially if Lamar Jackson is able to return. He he still has been pretty far behind in the practice reports lately, but I think this is probably a game where we'll see him make a push as this game could potentially decide who wins the AFC North. I mean, everything's a little up in the air right now because of last night's game being postponed, but hopefully... You know, we'll, we'll see what we'll know what happens with that soon enough. But that's kind of the larger picture for the games this week. And then before I go into talking about the DFS salaries, I do want to take a moment to tell you guys that we are having an analytics internship in the spring. This is our applications are already open. You can go to playerprofiler.com slash jobs 
right now. This is a chance for you guys to go and make an impact here for Player Profiler. This is a paid internship, and you'll get to do an exciting fantasy research that is going to improve Player Profiler, improve your knowledge as a fantasy analyst, of course, or any aspiring data professional. So this is something you'll get to work closely with me. I'm very excited to see the applications pull, we pull in and work closely with you know, whoever these intern or interns end up being. So be sure to apply if this sounds like something that is even remotely interesting to you. That's playerprofiler.com slash jobs. Applications are due January 20th. And like I said, I'm very excited to see who these analytics interns turn out to be. So be sure to apply if this sounds like something that would be interesting for you. And with that said, let's go on over to the DraftKings salaries. There's only 13 games on DraftKings and 14 games on FanDuel. Super, super weird this week. But here we go, pulling up this uh, little lineup maker here. I'm going to read you guys off the salaries and then I've got uh, a lineup prepared for you guys. But let's just take a look at the the landscape here. Josh Allen leading the way among quarterbacks. He's 8,400. Jalen Hurts is 8,200. And Justin Fields is 7,700. Joe Burrow, 7,300. And Lamar Jackson is 7,100. I would consider that the breaking point of the elite tier and then just below them, I think Justin Herbert at 6,800 would be appealing at that price point, but he does have a really tough matchup against the Broncos. And then I think that some of the sort of punt play quarterbacks, the cheap ones that you can look to this week, Geno Smith, only 6,000. Daniel Jones, only 5,900. Brock Purdy, he just keeps performing. I mean, we, we keep seeing these stat lines from him that have two, he's had two passing touchdowns five games in a row. Pretty remarkable. He's still only 5,700. And then Sam Darnold is probably the cheapest of the bunch for me as far as I'm willing to play. He's 5,300. So I, I like what's happening here. I think with with this lineup, let's go ahead and roll with Purdy. You guys will see where I'm going with this. And it's, it's pretty easy to see where, where it goes from here. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, most expensive running back on the slate. He's 9,300. And we obviously want to stack him with Purdy. Let's put him in there for now. Some of the other elite running backs are Austin Eckler at 8,900, Saquon Barkley at 8,000, Nick Chubb 7,500, Dalvin Cook at 7,300, and Joe Mixon at 7,100. Tony Pollard still very expensive. He's 7,000, but he's also questionable to play. We'll see whether the Cowboys rush him back. They're pretty much locked into the five seed in the NFC unless the Eagles lose. So they'll they'll have something to play for. But I imagine that if this if they see that the Eagles game is out of reach in the second half, they'll probably start resting their starters as well. And then some of the interesting guys in that next tier, I think, are Ramondre Stevenson, 6,700. Kenneth Walker at 6,400 really stands out to me as a bargain, especially since the Rams probably still won't have Aaron Donald. Cam Akers is only 6,200. He's been absolutely crushing it in fantasy these last few weeks. Kind of funny considering how high he was being drafted, how much of a disappointment he was for most of the season, but now I think at 6,200, he's a value for us. Miles Sanders at 5,900 also stands out to me as a value. I think he might not get a full workload in this game, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to go completely nuclear to deliver for you at only 5,900. J.K. Dobbins at 5,700 is another guy I like. Brian Robinson at 5,600, as well as Tyler Algier, both have kind of tough matchups, but are getting that increasing rookie workload that we love to see. And then just a little bit further down, I think Jalen Warren is all, I mean, he's all the way down here, but he's only 4,400 and he's just been carving into that backfield more and more in Pittsburgh. 
I mean, look at that. 12 carries for 76 yards last week, three targets. That's just really encouraging for a guy who has a good matchup against the Browns run defense, who's been notoriously bad this year. And I think that he's he's hasn't found the end zone just yet, but I mean, he's going to deliver for us, I think, pretty soon. And at only 4,400, this is a very tempting, um, tempting play right there. Let's go over to the wide receivers. Justin Jefferson leads the way at 9,100. Tyreek Hill is 8,600, just behind him. Jamar Chase is up there at 8,400. CeeDee Lamb, 8,200. And A.J. Brown is 8,000. Stefan Diggs, 7,900. DeAndre Hopkins is 7,700. Hopkins, hopefully he returns this week, but again, the Cardinals have very little to play for. There's a very big tier of elite wide receivers here as well, but I think Devontae Smith at 7,500 really stands out to me. Chris Godwin at 7,200 is a bargain. Keenan Allen at 6,900, also a steal. And then Mike Williams at 6,600 is very interesting to me too. Chris Olave at 6,200, I think has a very good matchup against Carolina this week. And then keep in mind that Olave, he's had a couple of quiet games recently, but he's still pretty much the lead receiver in this offense. And he's one more week removed from his injury. And I think that it, wide receivers are just fluky. You want to keep playing the guys that you know are good, even when they are having a bit of a quiet stretch. Amari Cooper at only 6,000. He's coming off a massive game. This is a this price just seems just way too low to me. And then kind of that next tier of wide receivers that are interesting. I think Drake London at only 4,900 is a very good option. Donovan Peoples-Jones at 4,700. We love playing DPJ. I think that Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James, these two Giants wide receivers, are very good options if you're just you know stacking Daniel Jones, but they're also pretty good plays for the volume they're getting independent of stacks. I mean, Richie James is only 4,400 and Isaiah Hodgins is only 4,500. I think they're both very much in play. Rashid Shahid, speaking of Saints receivers, still a good matchup for him. We've seen his wheels. He's only 4,200. And then all the way down here at 3,800. Sorry, it doesn't start with a four. That starts with a three. 3,800, Greg Dorch. He's had back-to-back weeks with at least 10 targets. It is insane that he's still this low. Obviously, he'll probably be pretty chalky like he was last week, but very interesting option for how cheap he is. Over at tight end, George Kittle leads the way. He's 6,000. TJ Hawkinson is 5,700. Mark Andrews is 5,400. It's very strange to see a slate that doesn't have Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews at the top, even though Mark Andrews is on the slate. So that's kind of different, but George Kittle has been absolutely balling lately. Dallas Goddard is 4,900. Cole Komet is 4,600. And Dalton Schultz is 4,500 coming off of his two touchdown game. I think that Dawson Knox is very interesting to me at 4,800. Gerald Everett, always a good option. He's only 4,100. I think Pat Fryermuth is criminally underpriced right now at 3,800 this week. And then Tyler Conklin is only 3,600 coming off of a big week himself. Now, if you keep scrolling, you'll find Hayden Hurst as I think he's my favorite tight end play of the week. If you're going as cheap as you can, he's only 3,100, just an unbelievable value. And it's come, it's because he's coming back from his injury. And I think, you know, obviously these these algorithms for for pricing, I, I don't know what they're doing with, with the stats from yesterday's game, but Hayden Hurst, I think, looks very promising at 3,100. And then over to the defenses here on DraftKings, you've got the 49ers leading the way at 4,100, the Eagles at 4,000, the Cowboys at 3,900, 
and the Bills at 3,800. Those are all very good defenses with very good matchups this week. I think some of the interesting plays to me a little bit further down, you've got the Jets at 2,600 playing against Skylar Thompson. And the Jets, of course, we know have a very good defensive line, a very good secondary. At only 2,600, I think they're my favorite play of the week here on DraftKings defenses. I'm sure they'll be a little bit chalky, so I'll drop them into my sample lineup for now. A couple other interesting ones that I want to draw your attention to. Colts and Texans are playing against each other, and I think that could be one of those games where both defenses get to eat their fair share because those are going to be two bad quarterbacks on Sunday between Sam Ellinger and Davis Mills. Probably an ugly game. So the Colts at 3,100 and the Texans at 2,700 are both very much in play, in my opinion. I think the Vikings at 2,900, it sounds a little bit risky to bet a defense against Justin Fields, but I do think that we it's, it's kind of interesting because Fields throws a lot of interceptions and takes a lot of sacks, and those things produce points for us for fantasy defenses. So I think that playing the Vikings is not totally out of reason. And then the Giants defense is way down here at 2,200. They This is kind of a contingency if Gardner Minshew still plays. But if 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 he does, I think the Giants defense is an absolute smash at 2,200. And that's it for the prices here at DraftKings. So let's round out this sample lineup that I've got going on for you. So started with Purdy, McCaffrey, penciled in the Jets defense. I want to add Brandon Ayuk so we make this a Purdy double stack. And then I would like to run this back with... Greg Dortch, who I mentioned, is criminally underpriced right now considering his target volume. And then I think that I mentioned J.K. Dobbins earlier. I like Dobbins' value here on DFS this week. And I think he's, you know, he, he's really shown that he's come back more fully from his knee injury this time around than the first time. And then I'm also going to add to this lineup with a skinny stack between Amari Cooper and Pat Fryermuth. I really like the price on Firemuth this week, as I said, and I think Cooper is way underpriced too. And then with this last flex spot, let's take it over to Chris Olave here at 6,300. He's only 6,200. We have $100 left over. And let me just get you guys that lineup from top to bottom again. It's Brock Purdy, 5,700. Christian McCaffrey, 9,300. J.K. Dobbins, 5,700. Brandon Ayuk, 6,800. Greg Dortch, 3,800. Amari Cooper, 6,000. Pat Fryermuth, 3,800. Chris Olave, 6,200. And the Jets defense, 2,600. Kind of like all these pieces this week here on DraftKings. And that's that's it for, for DraftKings prices. I think this is going to be a pretty interesting slate. I mean, like I said, the week 18 weirdness is fully here. And very curious to see what what who who which rando that we've never heard of is going to make someone a million dollars on this week 18 slate but before we go on to talking about FanDuel I need to tell you guys about today's episode sponsor which is Underdog Fantasy of course Underdog is a great sponsor of ours here at Roto Underworld they currently have an amazing deal going for you guys right now where you get up to $50 deposit match if you use the promo code Underworld when you sign up over at Underdog currently the biggest draw and something that I've been very excited to draft teams in is their playoff best ball format What this does is you draft teams. They either have the gauntlet for $25 entry or the mitten for $5 entry, but you draft teams that are specifically for the NFL playoffs. And I know what you're thinking. How how do you play best ball 
in the NFL playoffs when some teams get eliminated. That's something you have to develop your draft strategy around. How am I going to pick players that will still be live up to winning me the, the tournament in the Super Bowl? So you want to draft teams strategically so you get like some stacks from one team in the AFC and some stacks from another team in the NFC while you're going. It's a very layered contest. It's, I think it's a great way to be even more invested in, of course, the NFL playoffs, which we all love watching. I mean, obviously, that's why we're football fans, but Underdog Fantasy, I think they have a great product right now with these playoff best ball tournaments, and I encourage you guys all to check it out. Promo code UNDERWORLD when you sign up and you get a $50 deposit match. Anyway, back over to the FanDuel prices here. As you can see, um, there's there's one more game here. It's super weird to me to see this 5.20 p.m., I guess 8.20 Eastern, 5.20 for me on the West Coast game between the Lions and Packers here. But we'll just run through this kind of quickly. The quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, 9,000. Josh Allen, 8,800. Then there's a big drop-off to Joe Burrow at 8,200. Justin Fields, 8,000. And Lamar Jackson at 7,800. It's a little weird to see Kirk Cousins only $100 cheaper than Lamar Jackson. He's $7,700. And I think this is where it gets down to you might as well sort of look to punt quarterback rather than play someone for almost the price of an elite quarterback who doesn't offer you that same upside. So I think, for example, some some guys that are interesting here on FanDuel this week, Brock Purdy is $6,900. Sam Darnold is $6,800. Deshaun Watson is also $6,800. And then Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers are 7,200 and 7,100 respectively. Those are two guys that I think, you know, they're they're only available here on FanDuel and they're in the highest scoring game. They could potentially have a lot to play for. A playoff spot will be completely on the line if the Seahawks do lose earlier in the day. And that's, that's I mean, that's all you can ask for for a good Sunday night football week 18 matchup. Over to the running backs, Christian McCaffrey is the most expensive. He's 10,000. Austin Eckler, 9,400. Saquon Barkley is 8,500. Tony Pollard is 8,000. Dalvin Cook is 8,000. Nick Chubb is 7,900. And Kenneth Walker is 7,700. It's kind of, there's not as big of a clear drop off from the elite to everyone else here at FanDuel, but I think that once you get down to Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, Najee Harris, you can start poking a lot more holes in these guys. Some of the guys I like in this range, I think DeAndre Swift is pretty interesting to me. I mean, he's 7,100 coming off of a huge game last week. Finally got a two touchdown game, one through the air, one on the ground. Just finally being the DeAndre Swift that we were all hoping and drafting early, early in our drafts in August, of course. I think AJ Dillon, 6,900, another piece of that Detroit Green Bay game that is kind of interesting. J.K. Dobbins mentioned that I like him. He's only 6,900. Miles Sanders is only 6,700. And then if we keep going down, Tyler Algier is 6,500. I like, like I said, these rookies, week 18, this is this is their time to shine. Brian Robinson, 6,400. We saw what he was able to do with a big workload last week, although I don't think he was able to punch it into the end zone, but he got 24 carries last week. So potentially a huge workload for Brian Robinson again if, if um, Antonio Gibson can't play. And then just a little bit further down, I think James Cook at 6,000 is very interesting. Khalil Herbert at 5,800 and Jalen Warren at 5,700. These are all guys who I think are sort of the younger and talented running back in their backfield who could pop for giving you a good enough game that they return value at this price. Over at the wide receivers, 
Justin Jefferson leads the way at 9,000. Tyreek Hill is 8,600. Jamar Chase is 8,500. Stefan Diggs is 8,400. And A.J. Brown is 8,300. C.D. Lamb is 8,200. And then DeAndre Hopkins is 8,000. This elite tier kind of continues on for a while, as, as we've said before with the wide receivers, but especially now in these weeks where there are so many games on the main slate. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown at 8,000. Devontae Smith at 7,700. Amari Cooper is not nearly as cheap here. He's 7,600. He's much more expensive relative to his peers than over on DraftKings. Chris Godwin, I really like at 7,500. And then both Chargers receivers right next to each other here as well. Keenan Allen is 7,500 and Mike Williams is 7,400. I think that one of them can probably have a pretty good game, especially with Pat Sertan playing opposite. I would assume Mike Williams for most of this week. I think Keenan Allen is a very intriguing play here. Brandon Ayuk is only 7,100. And then some other names that I like slightly deeper down, obviously Drake London, 6,500. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, 6,300. You get to these Giants wide receivers that I was talking about, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James. Hodgins is 6,100. Richie James is 5,900. And then Darius Slayton is 6,000. But I think he's kind of been drifting further and further down the pecking order as it has been more of a Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins show lately. Jahan Dotson is very appealing. He's 5,900. Rashid Shahid is 5,800. And then DJ Shark is 5,700. Once again, he's a lion, so he's only on the slate here on FanDuel. And we love DJ Shark's upside. I think that to round this out, I mean, let's find how far Greg Dorch is, even though he's, you know, clearly underpriced. He's only 5,400. And like I said, he's had 21 targets across the last two weeks. I think you're going to have to play at least a tiny bit of Dorch, even if he turns out to be chalky. But let's hope not, because he did somewhat underperform last week with all those targets. So maybe maybe this week he won't be quite as chalky. Over to the tight ends. George Kittle is 7,600. TJ Hawkinson is 7,200. Mark Andrews is 7,100. You can play Taysom Hill at 7,000. He's been getting a lot of work on the ground lately. That's funny. They, they don't even show you the rushing stats here. So it looks like he just mysteriously got 12.9 fantasy points, but he's been getting several carries a game for the Saints. And I think he's running a touchdown at least two weeks in a row. Dalton Schultz is 6,500. Two touchdown game for him last week, as we mentioned. Dallas Goddard is 6,200. And then, I, like I said, I like Dawson Knox. He's only 5,700. Pat Fryermuth is way underpriced to me, 5,500. Gerald Everett, 5,500. I think David Njoku at 5,400 is interesting. And then Hayden Hurst, not nearly as discounted as he is over on DraftKings, but still liking the value here at 5,300. And then Tyler Conklin, 5,100. I mean, were any of you guys also shocked to see Albert O just come out of nowhere to be relevant again? He had six targets last week, caught a touchdown. So if you're if you're looking for prayers, you can play Albert O at 5,000 as well. And then Kate Otten at 4,900. Kind of interesting, too, because Cameron Brait was a healthy scratch for the Buccaneers last week. So Kate Otten has officially, officially supplanted Cameron Brait as the starting tight end for the Buccaneers. 4900 not a bad FanDuel price for Tom Brady's starting tight end. And then over to the defenses, the Eagles, 5000 the 49ers, 4900 That's pretty funny. Um, the Buffalo Bills, 4800 the Cowboys, 4700 and those are those are the four elite defenses this week. Make no mistakes. And then I think the Jets, it's interesting to see them a lot higher priced over here on FanDuel. 
Like I said, I think they're in a very good spot this week against Skylar Thompson and the Colts and the Texans, who, like I said, they're playing each other. I think that could be a pretty gross game offensively, also known as a good game for the fantasy defenses. The Colts are 4,100 and the Texans are 4,000. And then kind of more in the the murky area, like I said, the Vikings against Justin Fields, 3,700. Hope for some sacks, hope for some picks. And then you can get the Giants defense all the way down at 3,200. Again, this is one that I'd be only looking to play if Gardner Minshew is still the quarterback for the Eagles on Sunday. That's that for all the FanDuel prices. Now let's walk through this sample lineup really quick. Decided to attack this one with a Joe Burrow stack. I think that against Baltimore, they're a pretty so-so secondary. And I like Burrow. I think you can obviously stack him with Jamar Chase is is always a good time. And then I want to run this back with Mark Andrews. He's still the target monster for the Ravens. So I think this is a very good elite primary stack in this lineup. Also want to go with a skinny stack here from the Lions and Packers game since we can't get those guys. Otherwise, let's do AJ Dillon and DJ Chark. And then I want to round this one out with James Cook at running back. Like I said, I think that kind of the more talented back in Buffalo, he definitely catches more passes in Singletary. So as far as popping for us in DFS, I like James Cook's upside. I also really like Chris Godwin this week. So we're going to pencil him in here at this last wide receiver spot. And then in the flex, we have $5,000 left over, or we still, we got a pencil in a defense here too. But in the flex, I want to go with Richie James, who, like I said, he's just been getting a lot of targets for the Giants lately, only 5,900 this week. And then round this one out with the Texans defense. Like I said, I think both defenses are viable in this Colts-Texans game. And I think that I'd rather have the defense that's playing against Sam Ellinger than the defense that's playing against Davis Mills, believe it or not. <laughs> anyway, let's, that's enough for this FanDuel lineup. Let me just read it to you one more time from top to bottom. We got Joe Burrow at 8,200, A.J. Dillon at 6,900, James Cook at 6,000, Jamar Chase at 8,500, DJ Chark at 5,700, Chris Godwin at 7,500, Mark Andrews at 7,100, Richie James at 5,900, and the Texans defense at 4,000. That is it for the FanDuel lineup. And that's just about it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As I said, we have an analytics internship now open at playerprofiler.com. If you guys would be interested in anything like that, be sure to go there and apply. Go to playerprofiler.com slash jobs. Very excited to you know get these analytics interns in the building and continue building and expanding and improving player profiler and best of all most of all good luck to everyone in week 18 thank you guys for tuning in to first mover for this entire season and i wish you guys all the best happy new year